Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, amigo. Morning, sunshine. Wednesday. Wednesday. It's the hump of the week. Yeah, buddy. Wednesday. Yeah, buddy. Wednesday. Yeah, buddy. It's downhill after Wednesday. Yeah, buddy. March 24th, 2021. You're listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Your host, Larry, the amigo Milian, coming at you for the next 240 minutes. Holy Toledo. Alongside my partner in crime, Frank the Tank Fernandez. Good morning, yes. Frank. Good morning, good morning. ¿Cómo estás? Todo bien, bro. Todo bien. It's Wednesday, like you said. Tranquilo y tropical. It's the peak, of the, the peak of the week. One of our listeners, and a friend DJ Lazarus for many, many years. Many years. Million dollar girl. It's her birthday today. Oh, yeah? Yes, sir. We got to give her a shout out, a little applause. Nice, nice. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday, million dollar girl. Do it again. Uh. There we go. Always got to love that. I'm sure she's going to appreciate that. She was hanging with Laz. I guess it was last week at one of Laz's events. Laz getting out there again. And he's got me wanting to, he's got me wanting to wake up Saturday morning and drive to the Palm Beach International Boat Show to be with his friends from Los Cayos Apparel. Trying to imitate his voice. He does it so good. Yeah, you're nowhere close. Well, I'm not, I can't. Can't be DJ Laz. Kidding me? But I, I feel like driving an hour. I'm going to tell him when I see him. Like, Yo! I think I'm going to... I am not on the market to buy a boat. You should buy a boat. Yeah, no, of course. Con toda la luca que tengo yo. Hey, everybody! No, no. I'm going to own 34-foot open fisherman. No, bro. No, I'm not going to own a boat. You lost your mind. They say when you buy a boat, there's two awesome days. The day you buy it, the day you sell it. That's right. <laughs> Love it. The two best days. In between is nonsense. We got the queen in the house, but she's not on the board today, so I think she's a uh, Well, I run, the, I run the first segment, always. That's fine. First segment is mine. Of course. I got a nickname for the other one already. Oh, no, you can't rename her. I already named her. What did you name her? Killer Cat. Killer Cat? All right, that's her name. I was going to call her Zeta Jones. No. <laughs> Killer cat. She wouldn't understand the Zeta Jones reference. Maybe. No. She doesn't know the Zeta Jones reference. Didn't Zeta Jones play like Batwoman or something like that? No. What did she do? She did one of those movies. She did. Uh, she did something. Maybe. Look her up in her IMDb. All right. So Killer Cat's here. Queen's here. We've got Queen. We've got Bird. We've got Taco. Killer Cat. The Dominican. Boy, we got a host of characters here, don't we? Yeah, we do. Aloha. 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 Aloha's an institution on the show. So much to get to, says nobody, because there's a lot of college basketball is going to be played in a few days, not today. You know what happens on Wednesday? I always say the same thing, guys. There's nothing to talk about. There isn't anything to talk about. Ain't a darn thing to talk about. Are we talking about the NBA, Frank, at all? Uh, Even a little bit? I mean, have you watched any of it? I'm just saying, are we, are we absolutely, positively, I don't know. Are we talking about the NBA? Uh, Frank? No. Right. Nope. I'm just waiting for our friend. Nope. That's the guy. You got me doing three things at once. I know, but whatever. It's just me doing me. Well, why don't you have like have the queen help you with the research? She knows how to press buttons. Oh, no, wait. Last time she pressed buttons, she did a remix. Like, she can't be afraid. She got to get back on the bike. She got to get back on the bike. She can't be afraid of a remix. Oh, 
Oh, look who the cat brought in. Catherine Zeta-Jones didn't play a Batman role. Okay, so but look, 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 six in. Maybe you're thinking about like Anne six Hathaway here. Six so sick it can't do his assignments in class. Six in trouble with me. Uh oh. Six in a world. Well, that's okay. Finish He'll be in trouble at home when the report card comes in. Finish I'm not gonna. Him. I can't. He's finished. Finish him. I'm not gonna like what he sees there. They were super necessary. They're super necessary. I'm not gonna see any C. C. It's more than C. It's worse than C. Maybe you were thinking the mask of Zorro for Catherine Zeta. Hey, did, she did something with a mask of something. I knew it was a mask. Entrapment. And she, she's wearing a mask all the time. She's there. She goes Zeta Jones. Entrapment was my favorite flick out of hers. Uh, all right, but Killer Cat's pretty funny because Killer she Cat. does. She is kind of mean. Bro, she's no. It's not that she's mean. She hits hard. She's and, feisty, bro. Yeah, she's feisty. I remember her. And if you're feisty at seven o'clock in the morning, I can only imagine what you're like at. Bro, I have I have a blast with these kids. I used to. I used to. Know, they were eleven. Now they're like 15, 16. Mm -hmm. And one of them, Kati Chavez. Oh, she's gonna kill me for talking about her on the air. You guys can tell her I'm talking about. Kati's one of my favorites. I got an oaf from Killer Cat. Oh, but Kati, Kati's. So Kati's like 11 years old, and one day she was got a, had to meet three girls at the 7 Elevens that were gonna beat her up, and she was flipping out. So I guess who went to the 7 Eleven to regulate? You. Yeah. Bro. Funny how everybody just scattered when I walked up. It was over. Oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna yeah, ask yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. It was the down. funniest thing ever. <laughs> you against three. I got there before girls. she got there. I just walked up. I can imagine you versus three eleven-year-old no, girls up by the machine. Nobody, nobody got into a fight with anybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, I, I get a little protective with some of them. Like sick is one of them I get protective with very much. Nobody can mess with sick for me. Toggle, Toggle gets a little protection, gets a little Secret Service protection from his amigo. There's a few kids that are indoctrinated. They have that little Godfather umbrella over them. Yes, that's Taco. That's Taco's not here. He's late as usual. No. For whom the bell tolls. So, it's always fun to see them. And now they're part of my radio show. This is like crazy. All, all, this is a crew of kids. I knew them when they were 11. Now they're on my radio show. I think it's, this is actually a little funny story within the story. We need to capture that. Let's talk to Mr. S about it. And there's a few of them that are curious because they see that I've got the peanut gallery. I got to find the right name for them. I don't know if they're the peanut gallery. We got to find the right name. But they're certainly my crew, my 7 o'clock crew. The numb nuts on RLI. Those guys don't even talk. We gotta find a name for that. I went missing. Where's Bird? It's up Bird's not here. The Dominican's not here. Taco's not here. I got names for them already. This is great. Names and drops. What are we gonna do in June when it's like like school year's over and they're like wanna chill? They're not gonna wake up in the morning and be part of this. Hell no. No, they won't. Elizabeth, don't yeah, yeah, try. okay. Far. I've seen this movie before, Frank. Look at this. I've seen this movie before. We've seen this. Yeah, yeah we yeah. have. Everybody, I'm, yeah, I'm down. I'm down, bro. I'll pick you I'll up breakfast every day. Not once. Never. In the history that they come. Summer vacation. You're going to okay. come back to school? The Monday after summer nope. vacation starts, you're going to come back to come see me at 7 in the morning? Nope. <laughs> oh, boy. Killer Cat says yes. Nope. Queen, I know Queen would find a way to get an Uber over here somehow. Sick might put it to test, but Sick, nope. when it's school, he's barely here, so I don't know. Nope. <laughs> he's like, damn it, you're killing me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. We'll come back from break. I, when there's nothing on Wednesday, I rely on my peanut gallery. They become my punching bag. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. We have another 40 minutes of Oh, God, it's more. Thing is, the killer cat wants to pick up and leave. I'm going to call her at home and teach her. Go, she's staying with me. This is the roast. Oh, the peanut gallery roast. That's funny, eh? That is kind of Roasting the peanut gallery. Roasting them. Yeah. Roasting peanuts on an open fire. No, she's leaving. 
You should leave your bags and go tell them, hey, can I go spend home with Mr. Milian? That's what you should do. That's how you close it. If you go with the book bag, he's going to expect you to stay there. Ah, oh, but she's, look, Frank, she's not really into this. She's got a, she said, there's she's, some boy over there that she likes or something. That's no, what, she said she had to check because sometimes he does give her something to do. Oh, okay. Go check. If not, she'll be killer catting her way back. <laughs> oh, man, she's a trip. All right. Come back for break. We've got to give the mics, though. They're, they're not very verbal for a radio show. Oh, they're, they're getting into their comfort zone. No, they're not talking. I'm talking about them. A sick Sigler over here. You Sig wants to talk all the time. He, he plops over here and starts talking. I'm going to put a force field over the microphone, though, because we don't know what sickness he has today. No, nah, he's pretty healthy. He just, he's sick of school, I think is what it is. <laughs> oh, boy, the chicanery. I think that's the direction this show is going moving forward. A lot of slapstick humor, a lot of, because just, I'm not doing the other stuff. Mm-mm. 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 Entertainment's boring. Sports is boring. Like, you know what's not boring? Making jokes. Having Never a good boring. time. Finding subjects where subjects don't exist. Correct. Like, where are the days where we used to talk about cereal around here? Remember that? <laughs> you know, all that cereal went stale, right? Um, yeah. Didn't work out too good for me. It's hard, bro. It's a lot of cereal. It's a lot of cereal to keep fresh. I saved some of them. Well, I mean, you didn't open every box. No, those I was able to keep. Yes. But the seven that I opened, yes. pretty much done. <laughs> Only one survived. The one you finished? No, yeah, it's almost done. The Cocoa Krispies, that one survived. The other ones, not so much. What are we going to do? Like, like what, what, today, hold on a second. Today, according to my notepad, is National Cheesesteak Day. Yes. Now that's something to celebrate. When we come back from break... Who doesn't like cheesesteak? Come on. We'll talk to our folks at home who do this on Zoom and get their take on cheesesteak. I have a feeling Six Sigler will talk about a cheesesteak or two. Right? He's already hyping up the crowd. Oh, look at him. He's already getting... Look at him. 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 The queen might jump on and talk about it. We got so much to get to on a Wednesday, which is rare when there's usually nothing to talk about on a Wednesday. But it's cheesecake day. No, cheesesteak cheese day. Cheesesteak day, not cheesecake. You're thinking about cheese, something totally Can I get a different. cheesecake with it, though? No, because it's cheesesteak day, not cheesecake day. Okay, so I'm just going to do the cheesesteak. Yes. But I want cheesecake. Mm-hmm. You can still have it. I'm not going to judge you. Can I take your order? Yeah, let me have a uh, Philly cheesesteak with all the works and a cheesecake. Why can't I do it? Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the Morning, World Famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Little fitty. Slam Radio. Did he fade fast, or was it just me? Uh, he went a different direction. He went more towards the acting and more towards call. that side. Might have been a bad call, no? Um, well, I mean, he's kind of like, I think he's a director or producer of this show or whatever so what, he was I in. I mean, now he's like this guy that does all these things. Right? Yeah, he, he, he went range. away from the rap game. Have you seen the show? What show? Power. Is he on? Directed by him. Yeah, he's on. I'm sorry. I need to put very, very good show. Okay. No, I haven't seen it. Maybe I need to watch it. I don't know. You do, but it's about like violence and stuff. So, 
It's not oh, kid friendly. I don't like violence. Well, a lot of people came at him because he kind of like killed himself off on the show. So a lot of people were like, oh, bro, you're lazy. You took it off. And he goes, why am I lazy? I killed myself off on the show. I'm still getting paid for the show. He's the producer of the show. It's not a big deal. He's kind of smart about it. Have but you watched it, Frank? I have not watched it. I've just only heard the chatter. I've watched it to like season five. And then they, they make it a, another thing that's called The Book of Tyreek or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like a chapter two to the whole, se- whole thing. And what's it on? Like, is it Netflix? Uh, no, I think it's on CBS or something like that. Okay. Or ABC. 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 Sounds like it's ABC. Yeah, it's ABC. I guess we'll have to watch it. I'm, I'm going to take a look at it. That's a good show. All right, which one of you have not had a Philly cheesesteak before? The Dominican. The Dominican has not had a Philly cheesesteak, Frank. Are you kidding me? I'm really <gasps> picky. I think I have, but I'm not completely sure. What do you mean by you're picky? Like. You're a picky eater? Yeah. Like, oh. I don't eat anything. Like, I don't even eat ketchup. I hate your kind. Me too. <clears throat> well, I don't like ketchup, but I like everything. Like, I don't like your kind. No. Like, if I look at it and I don't like the way it looks, I won't eat it. Oh, no. If I don't like the way it Gigi. smells, I won't eat it. If, oh, like, my God. Just picky. And Gigi, if, if it's not something I regularly eat, I won't eat it. If I took that approach with things that I've seen, I would never eat. I would never eat. There's so many Seriously. things that I eat that look don't look appetizing and are actually the most delicious things you've ever eaten in your entire life. Like, I'm sure you're not a fan of sushi if you're discussing things like this. I've never tried sushi because the thought of it being raw fish is just, it's just. But that's what everybody goes through. Everybody's like, oh, it's raw fish. Try a piece. Why? Why not? I know I don't like raw fish. Why should I try a raw fish? Because it's called sushi. No, because it's it's not just raw fish. It's yes, it different. is. It's, it's ste- raw fish. But it's Based steamed, off raw though. Fish. It's not just like it's not like they catch it in the back in the river or something, and then they cut it up and put it on a plate. You never but it's know. not raw, like though. that. What if someone doesn't like fish? Yeah, well, I don't like raw fish. Why would I eat sushi? Do you like fish? I like fish. Certain fish, so why don't you well cooked. Go, instead yeah. of being a child and saying, I don't like that. It looks ill. Why don't you just try it? Because I've tried raw fish and I don't like raw fish. Have you tried sushi? No, I've tried raw fish what, and I don't like raw fish just, on more than one occasion. You've tried raw fish by itself? Salmon, absolutely. Was, why would you try salmon it by itself raw. raw? Of course. No, not me. Well, you don't like it like that, but you'll eat sushi. No, I've never had the opportunity to eat it like that. Bro, I've eaten everything. I've eaten caviar. Oh, you have. Caviar looks disgusting. Caviar is disgusting. I've still tried it. Okay. Well, it's not, I've tried raw fish. I don't like raw fish. I Why do I need to have raw fish in my sushi? Because it's good. And then if I have something that doesn't have raw fish in it, it's not sushi. So I'm not eating sushi because I don't eat raw fish. It's very correlative. You're a child. It's not a child. I don't eat. Dude, w- tell me something you don't eat. I can't because I eat everything. Okay, well, there are things in my repertoire that I don't eat. Period. I try a lot of things. There are things that I don't eat. If I told you I don't want to try it, that's different. Remember with oysters? Remember my whole thing with oysters? Mm-hmm. What did I do? You New Year's resolution. I tried them. What you did loved I them. I liked them. You see? That's why. I tried the sushi. No, you loved them. I liked them. You, loved them. you came in like, oh, man, I want to go one, and get which some, one the ones that some I like? oysters. Which one was that I like? The ones that were part of that. Hey, Tamargo, what was that spot's ah. name? I want to go by that spot. I need some more oysters. Because they put the Parmesan and it was slightly cooked. I please. Okay, pero de todo modo, I liked it. I've tried raw fish as raw fish. I've tried raw fish as sushi. I don't like raw fish. I don't like sushi. We're good. I don't have to try anything when I know I don't like it. You don't have to do anything. But it would be 
to your benefit if you did try it because you would enjoy it. I've and, tried and it. It would and be a new meal it. that you would put into your realm of meals. But here's my thing. I'm picky with it. Like all that vegetables and avocado and carrots and sushi either, I just can't do it. Like just give me a like ball avocado, of rice. You tell me you don't like avocado. I don't like avocado. I don't like avocado. It doesn't eat anything. How do you not like avocado? So that's, that's a little strange. I, uh, no. I don't like avocado. I Man, every house I'm like, we call you the Dominican, but you are also Cuban. Yeah, but. No come aguacate, vieja? Oh and Do you eat guacamole? Yeah, I will tell you I do not like. I eat my chips dry, if oh. that's what you're asking. No, because all right, because like my wife doesn't like avocados, but then like I have, I order a side order of guac, and she's like, "Oh, can you pass the guac?" And I'm like, "But you don't like avocados." <laughs> she's like, oh, but I like I the guac do. when everything's in it. I'm like, that makes no sense whatsoever. That is I deal with a picky eater. That's why I'm like, I don't like your kind. You must be impossible to take out on a date. I'll tell you that much. No, because I get the same. I know what I eat, so I'm going to get what I eat. Chicken I'll nuggets? I'll get in a different. Chi- <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with chicken nuggets? Chicken nuggets are immaculate. They're pretty good, <laughs> actually. Chicken, yeah, chicken nuggets are they great. work. But I just, I don't see the, 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 the craziness about eating raw fish. I do see the craziness about having Philly cheesesteak, something that. You have never tried. You don't think you've ever. How do you not I know? I think I have, but I'm not completely. Why don't you think you've tried it before? I don't know. I feel like I have. But Killer, Killer Cat, can you come pounce sure. on her? She's your best friend. <laughs> I, I, I don't hang out with her. I saw you hang out with her, so oh. you can deal with her craziness. Can you please decipher or explain to me what the hell she's trying to say? Elizabeth be stalking me when I go out, dog. How Everywhere do I go, she's there. We, I swear. We met once at the office. No. One and store to 18. One too many times. <laughs> one too many times. Were you having a Philly cheesesteak? No, you've never tried one. No, I was, I'm baffled by this. I was with Taco. Sick. Have you ever had a Philly cheesesteak? Of course. Okay. Where from? Uh, everywhere I find them. So you've had them from multiple places? Yeah. It's like me. That's what I do. So Killer Cat's never had one. She says yes. Oh. By the way, Killer Cat came back. I guess they gave her permission. Yes. The queen never had one. She thinks she has one. She's not sure. The Dominican, she's just like, I like my stuff dry. So you know she's never had anything. I will try it. Just. But you have never had a Philly yeah, cheesesteak. No, but if y'all want me to try it, I'll try it, guys. Do you like chi- do you like steak? I everywhere I go eat steak. All right, good. So, so you're you gonna like cheese. Like yeah, I haven't tried it, but I'm pretty sure I will because I also like steak. One thing I don't like cheese on my burgers. Mm. I'll eat cheese oh. on certain things. Oh my! Oh my! Not a burger. She's a finicky eater. All right, yeah, she is for real. All right, so do you like peppers? Don't tell me you don't eat green stuff. I used to be like that, by the way. Remember? I well, anything that was green, green you wouldn't touch. Now I can't. Oh, I love green peppers. How about mushrooms? I'm sure she's. That's a big no. I, I tasted can't. mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms. On my birthday, I tasted them. I don't like, like them. They weren't bad. Like I could eat them. If you can I eat don't. mushrooms, you can eat anything. That's the one food that everybody's like. Ew! I'm not gonna eat that. I'm not gonna uh, eat that. It tastes like anything to me. Mushrooms don't do it for me. Mushrooms are awesome. Pizza. Uh, oh, pizza! Don't do it for my me. pizza has to be like certain toppings. If you eat pineapple, hold on a second. You don't. You don't eat. Who doesn't eat pizza? I'm. I have a lot of. Pe- I know a lot of people I don't eat pizza. eat pizza. I eat pizza. I love pizza. Killer cat, you eat pizza, right? Hell yeah. I know. Sick. I, I know, know he Killer eats cat pizza. eats something that most people eat. She doesn't eat ice cream. What? My cousin either, or donuts, or anything really cold. So hold on a second. Hold on. You don't even eat ice cream. She said she doesn't like the feeling in her mouth. <laughs> I think she's the first person I've ever met in my entire life that does not like ice cream. At my least I eat ice cream. ice cream. Come on, like, as a kid, like my daughter loves ice cream. Dude, like she, we pull out the ice cream imagine? and she's already all over me. And now our next winner, someone that has no comparison, 
No one in the world could match up with our next winner. She wins the award of the only human being in the world to not like ice cream. Ladies and gentlemen, Killer Cat. And at that <laughs> point, instead of just walking away from the podium, I grab the mic and I go like this. Mic drop. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungo Bailoa. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back here. Good morning, amigo. Frank, any truth to this? What Sick is telling me that he'd have an interest in acquiring Kyle Lowry. I haven't heard anything like that. They have till Thursday. Apparently, I just saw it on ESPN. I like the Trevor Ariza move. The Heat have interest. Well, he would fit with the Sixers perfectly. Who, Lowry or Lowry would? Yeah, he would. They would become really good, really fast with him. He fits in more with them than the, than the Heat. Crazy how south that Toronto team has gone, huh? Yep. Um, reports were coming out that Siakam and uh, Nick Nurse weren't getting along. I mean, Siakam hasn't been doing too good, realistically, this season. Well, apparently he's a shell of who he used to be a couple of years ago, but I was bragging about him everywhere. Siakam? Yep. Yeah. Pascal Siakam, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, so yeah, that's what happens with hoops, Frank. Is like right now, I don't. I've been complaining for a while. I'm not like I'm more interested in this tournament in the Sweet 16 than I am anything that has to do with NBA. But I'm even more interested in talking about cheesesteak. You know, when it comes to food, cheesesteak. I love a cheesesteak. That's all I order at Flanagan's, by the way. Oh, Flanagan! I forgot how good the one at Flanagan's is. I think that's the best cheesesteak in town. Got a little problem because I think that's what I'm having for dinner tonight. So there's they have a cheesesteak. How <laughs> did I never know this? Are you serious? I never knew. Yeah, that pops. I think they do. Good they morning. have a chicken cheesesteak. I never knew that Flanagan's had. So Flanagan's that's has a, a normal Philly cheesesteak and they have a chicken cheesesteak. So if you don't want the steak, I you can have it with it. the chicken. Honestly, as someone who grew up in Philly. Like around Philly cheesesteaks. Here we go. It's not that good. Uh, I'm sorry. Why? Go. Why? Here we go. Why? It's I thought for a, a second I could ask cheese you. Steak. I'm sorry. But but how can cheesesteak? <laughs> it's the bread. It, it's all in the bread. Eight, I'll let you know that. Nine, ten. Woosa. As soon as he started talking, I go, here we go. He's going to destroy this. Philly cheesesteak is about as well, awesome as any. A New York pizza can never be the same in Miami. Yeah, he makes a point. You, you, you do say sometimes Okay, that. so you're telling me it's just not worth having a Philly cheesesteak unless I'm in Philly. Not not particularly. I mean, you still order pizza even though you're in Miami. I'm just saying it's just not going to be the same. Yeah, I guess. Okay, well, he's right there, Frank. Fair enough. That Well, he didn't word it right. Though. That's not what he said the That's first not what time around. That's not what he said. I almost understood like you didn't think Philly cheesesteaks were very good. Well, here, it's not the same as when you're in Philly. Like, once you get a taste of, like, the Philly cheesesteak. There's like two places in Miami that I'd consider have a good Philly cheesesteak. Well, if you tell me, and, like, I might take both, one like, of them. Hole in the wall spots. Where are they? Well, one's in Little Haiti, but I believe they closed down in the pandemic. And one is all the way up in Port St. Lucie. Oh, that's and not Miami. Both of those, like they import the bread and stuff. So it 
I think those are the two best okay, places. No, no. We, well, so here it is. You're empowered to this because you're the Philly guy. You're going to look for somewhere in between Port St. Lucie and Little Haiti that I can go to today and have a, and have a Philly cheesesteak because that's what I'm having for dinner. I got a spot in Doral. No. Doral? In Doral. What's it called? In Doral. Uh, I got to get the name of it, but it's where the Shell gas station is off of 84th Avenue and 12th Street. I know where that is. Yeah, so it's a sub shop. And this place, like, we used to have to order ahead of time during lunch because the line used to go out the door, and the line would take 40 minutes, so we wouldn't be able to make it back in time. You have to order ahead of time. you order ahead of time, you skip the entire line. That's how good this place is. And so, I'm actually thinking about stopping there. Mario, are you going to do some research in the next seven minutes before we go to break? Of course. All right, go do your research. I think that's important. Who in this group, including you uh, Zoomers, Zoomer Boomer Zoomers, Zoomers, Whatever we call you guys. <laughs> I got a name for you guys every day. Who in this group does not like Philly cheesesteak? I've never had it, so I couldn't give you an opinion on it. Oh, that's fair. Shocking, but fair. Anybody else? So you see what I mean there? Where are you? There you are, Dominican. Hey. You see what I mean? They don't talk. No, no, because they all like it. Because it's really uh, good. Uh, it's really good. Really you got picky, it. guys. Dominicana. Really picky. I'll probably literally get it with just steak and cheese and bread. like. Mm. And Yo, that's bread. a menace to society. That's still good. <laughs> that's better than not having it. I happen to like the green peppers and the onions. Oh. I'll go to a restaurant and tell them to cook my stuff with it, but just won't put it on my plate. Cause what? She likes the flavor. Sorry, what? So I like the flavor, mm-hmm. but I can't look at it because I'll just. Oh my God, but those green peppers cooked are out of hand. Mm. You're a menace. Mm. <laughs> How do you like your, your Philly cheesesteak? We'll start. We'll leave Mar- Mario's researching. Alba, do you like Philly cheesesteak? They're sleeping, bro. You see what I mean, Frank? Um, I don't like it. You don't like it. So when I, I asked I, I asked if anybody liked it, I guess you didn't hear me. You don't I, like it. I was Philly driving. Cheese. You drive. Oh, no. Be careful. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, on oh, the no, roads of Miami, driving. Alba Giacome is driving. Therefore, you must be careful. Beware. No, it's Alicia. <laughs> Alicia, Alicia. Oh, it's Alicia. I thought it was Alba. Well, Alicia knows how to drive. Alicia's a good driver. I wouldn't say that. The bolo is, is, is rescinded. So you've never had a Philly cheesesteak, Alicia? Um, I'm not a fan of meat on my bread. Mm-hmm. I can general. I can respect that. But like all the Hold best on. kind of like meats are on bread. Hold on, like Frank. Do you like steak or not? Yeah, I can eat steak off of the bread. There's something to be said about that. Hold on. If you're a real guru of the steak, you like to have steak, you don't want bread messing with your steak experience. It's a form of it. I like Philly cheesesteak. But at the end of the day, if you really like steak, Sometimes the bread's not. Está de más. But it's made for that. Like the Philly cheesesteak is made to have on bread. She doesn't happen to like it, but I could, like I can I can rock with the mi- mindset of keep the bread away from. But hold on a minute. You know how many good meats you have to have on bread? Like so that means that she doesn't like hamburgers or cheeseburgers. Is that correct? <laughs> Alicia, do you like hamburgers? No, I'm not. A fan of Ooh, that's tough. Hot dogs. Yeah. I mean, if I go to McDonald's, I'll eat it, but. It's not like I'm going to a restaurant and order a burger. Meatball subs. Yeah, you miss out on some experiences. Mm. That is true. Once you brought up the meatball sub. Mm. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. tried it? Yet? What do you mean? Mm-mm. You don't like meatballs either, Gigi? When you try, like, I, I thought the same thing. You don't like meatballs? Mm-mm. I, I hate thought the meatballs. same thing. I, I tried it. With salt. Who taught you how to eat? 
A Dominican, apparently. <laughs> I always say that, though. I always tell my parents they should have taught me to eat better because I literally don't eat. I eat the same three things every day. And those things are? Pizza, chicken nuggets, fries. On a good day, I'll eat Taco Bell. I on a good Taco day? Bell, but I'll eat a quesadilla, a cheese quesadilla with nothing on it but cheese. That's it? What is this? I don't what even do like we, tacos. I got to get a I'm trying to talk about Philly cheesesteak. We're talking about Taco Bell here. It's basic. Basic is an understatement. I'm not chicken nuggets... Taco I'm Bell pizza. I'm in. I know you're in. You don't have to tell me. I know your dietary habits. Hey, if Anthony and Gigi were ever to get married, would you? What would their refrigerator look like? It'd just be stocked up chicken and packed up with chicken nuggets, huh? Beverages. Chicken nuggets. Frozen chicken nuggets. You can heat up in the air fryer. <laughs> Mozzarella sticks. Mozz sticks. He loves mozz sticks. What is he? Two of you? Frozen pancake. <laughs> What's up with oh, this? Oh, oh. And oh bacon. I love bacon. I'll eat a plate of bacon before I you, eat anything else. Little amigo, I found oh. your soulmate. What is going on here? I didn't even raise you. You sound like him. <laughs> like word for word, everything you've I said. The only thing that might be marginalized is the pancake, and that's kind of the only way he'll eat it. Is he doesn't need the fresh. I mean, he'll eat them. It's not his love affair. I love pancakes. But he loves bacon. Mm, who doesn't like bacon? Bacon is so good. I could eat a plate of bacon by itself. Mm. I, I do morning, eat plates of bacon by itself. That could be my breakfast. So, so. You guys can eat bacon, all the sloppy stuff. We have a Philly cheesesteak, and this young lady can't have a Philly cheesesteak. Mario, how's the research going? <laughs> I think I found a place. Talk to me, bro. Okay, so there's this place on Curtis Parkway called A Little Bit of Philly, and the cheesesteaks, they look pretty good. They look authentic. That's in Miami so Springs, isn't it? Giving... Miami Springs is on the way home, and Miami Springs is known for having things that are very directly, yes, Lucky you. Is it Miami Springs? Yeah, it is Miami I'm Springs. I'm going. Right I'm going. I'm ordering before. I'm. Go what time is it open to? Choice. It opens at 11 a.m. and it closes at 7. So Gotta order you early. Oh, that's it? I got my Philly cheesesteak, Frank. Yeah! Hey, text that over to me, Mario. I need to know where it is. I need to be able to call. I got my Philly cheesesteak. And that's good that you don't have to go to Hell on Earth, Port St. Lucie to get. Yeah, because he was offering Port St. Lucie. <laughs> Port St. Lucie. Go see the Mets, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got to take a two hour road trip to get to a Philly cheesesteak. For that, I just drive all the way to Philly. Now, that was yeah, quick, that, that was quick research right there. Good job by you, Mario. Send me that text, please. I need to know exactly where this place is. You see, Frank? I will. I guess I'm going to Doral. You need to send all the coordinates. Anthony, are you interested in a Philly cheesesteak? So, oh no. oh no, hear me out. Oh gosh. The only time I've tried a Philly cheesesteak was, I believe I was seven, and I had the pallet of chicken nuggets every day, which I still do technically, but it was worse than I have it today. Um, however, if you take out the bell peppers and if you take out the, I don't know if onions are in a Philly cheesesteak, I'm one million percent to try it again. Me I don't think I gave a Philly cheesesteak a fair chance. So, you could do it bread. A light glaze of mayo just so it's not no, dry bread. No, no. Yeah. negative. Yeah. You're going to have to go with me on this one, Dominican. You have to trust me on this. Oh, it's not, God. listen, listen. Oh. Dominican, you won't even know it's there because it's not even, it's, it's just, it's just. It's, a, it's faint, very faint. It's, it's a moistener, <laughs> that's it. The thought of it. It's like too dry it otherwise. There, I'm you wouldn't not going to eat it. You wouldn't taste it. I said if I check in, it's there. So what if I put butter on it? Butter, I'll do butter. All right, so then I'll put a little butter. It's only the moist in the bread. You have to understand, if the bread's dry, then it gets socato, which is different. Uh-huh. Yeah. She doesn't get it. I'll do butter. So, Anthony, you do a little glaze of butter, you would? I know you like the mayo, actually, because it does bring a little twinge of flavor. And I think I think another reason why I need to give it a fair chance is because the only 
the cheesesteak I've ever tried was from Charles, and that's not really the best sample size. Yeah, that's the one in the mall, which they're not bad, but that's um, not the one. Yeah, it's not really. So we go with the bread, whatever the light glaze is. We go cheese. We go steak, mm -hmm. and we're done. We're done. Perfect. I like onions, green peppers, no. mushrooms. No. I don't want mushrooms. Oh. The works, bro. That's the works. Uh. Mushrooms aren't bad. I'll give Frank that. They're not bad. I tasted them. They don't really taste like anything to me. They're just there. Yeah, they don't taste like it. It's not just kind of it, but I, I prefer garbage. not. All right, so national cheesesteak. The one place we agree we're not going to get a cheesesteak from is from Subway. Is that correct? Yeah, I never even thought about that ever. Mario, am I? Am I, I, I don't get anything from Subway, period. You don't even get subbed at Subway. You got to like Publix for it. They do it better over there. Oh, my God, Publix Subway. But Publix has a Philly cheesesteak for your butt. I don't know if you know that. The only thing I get at Subway is pizza. What? what? I'm sorry, what? No, yeah, no, no, guys, no. Backtrack on that. What? Can you turn off her mic, please? I think I've had enough. <laughs> I think I've, I've had just about enough. Different. I thought I had heard it all, and then I heard that the only place she'll, yeah, I... the only thing she'll get from Subway is the pizza. Different breed. What's a different breed? The pizza or her? Oh, different no, her. You don't like pizza? I love pizza. So you just have pizza, pizza from anywhere is what it is. I eat pizza. Even from Subway. Yeah. Subway pizza's pretty good. So full you also get pizza at 3 in the morning. Full That's disclosure, that. full disclosure here. I, I know that I always like to preface, I'm from Brooklyn, and I do this stuff, especially when it comes to things like pizza. But the two best hidden gems of pizza you're ever going to find, Frank, don't at me, is 7-Eleven pizza yes. Yes. and Subway pizza. They're so good. They're just too good. Subway pizza, Frank, I can't even make it up. It's actually not. Are you serious right now? It's really it good. It really, friend. I can't make it up. Uh, you're not no. expecting, you know, Luigi's type of pizza. I get what you're getting. You know what you're getting when you get into it. But I invite you to be curious one day and try it. You'll be pleasantly surprised as to how not bad it tastes. You know what? Now I understand what Mario feels like when we talk about Philly cheesesteak and comparing it. You can't do that, bro. I'm from Chicago, bro. You can't tell me that Subway pizza is delicious. I think it was delicious. I said it's not bad. Did you know what I said it's not bad? I'm not trying pizza that's not bad. I'm going for the pizza that tastes good. Okay. Considering that I've eliminated all the things from their menu, if I happen to walk into a Subway with the need to eat something, I might be with the Dominican on this, and that might be the only thing I'll order from there. Uh-huh. That's why I asked her to repeat it. With a cookie. Oh, the cookies are good. With a cookie. I can't do their tuna. I can't do any of their lunch meats anymore. <laughs> this guy walked off. He just walked off. He's like, I'm not listening to this anymore. Sick got sick and he walked <laughs> off. I'm not listening great to radio that move by sick. That's amazing right the there. Great radio sick. move by sick. I don't know what's worse. That, the 7-Eleven pizza, if, you, if, if it goes... I eat it every day. If the 7-Eleven pizza goes past 20 minutes, you can't have it anymore because it's kind of greasy. But if you get it out of the oven, and if, if you even have the nerve to just try to soak it, just a, a twinge before you serve it, you get the excess grease off, and then you just, it's a good snack. It's actually not bad. It's really good. You'd be surprised. 7-Eleven making pizza, I didn't think. But it's I hate 7-Eleven pizza. Cars. It's really not that bad. Same. I think it's the worst. What? Facts. 7-Eleven pizza is like pizza you get like The worst is Papa John's, guys. What? What? Get out. No. no. Papa John's is probably one of the best pizzas in Miami. That, that is the best. We found a topic, Frank. We Yikes. We found a topic. Fat. What is it? The the fast food chain pizzas? Like you have Pizza Hut, <gasps> Little Caesars, Domino's. Little Caesars, Domino's. No, nah, Little Caesars. Papa John's. Top notch, dog. We got to talk about those because none of those are worth it, Dan. They really are.
So if you have to delve into that, which was the one you want? Look, she's dying over Papa John. I'm upset. Papa John's a little the pillow crust. So out of those four, uh, I've shifted Nobody through my life. Nobody can out Pizza the Hut. I've shifted through my life. So I used to be huge on Pizza Hut. So was I. And then I had the the Papa John's for a little bit, but I think the Papa John's I uh, I can only have it with the garlic dipping sauce because I think Don't the like sauce it. is too nope, sweet. Not the sauce. Just but my right now out of those four, for me, it's Domino's. No, Domino's is. Domino's right now is in front with the Little Caesars a close second because I like Little Caesars. I happen to have an acquired taste. I understand that it's greasy and not necessarily fantastic. I just happen to have an acquired taste for it. Domino's right now is leading the pack, though. Domino's is really good, but Domino's, I would not choose Domino's over Papa John's or pizza. But why would you like Papa John's? Is the pillow crust and the sweet sauce, which is terrible. I love it, just because the sauce. The sauce is so good to me. And Little Caesars, I like it. Like, if I'm just like, oh, I'm going to get a pizza, I'll eat Little Caesars. Little Caesars is really good. Little Caesars works. For five bucks, you better believe it works. Little Caesars works, man. It really does. there's one everywhere. It's the best kept secret. And you walk up, you don't got to let me get one. Bye. That's it. Facts. And their, their cheese bread is amazing, too. Their bread is, uh, bread is I think of this, amazing. I think of this in a very simple way. Boys like Papa John's. Men like Little Caesars. <laughs> That's an interesting way of looking at it. <laughs> the thing is, with that place, if you eat crust, you can't eat Little Caesars. Their crust is made out of plastic. Oh, yeah. The, the, their crust is just like a pillow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, you know, I like to do the cheese uh, the the cheesy the bread or the crazy bread, bread is what it's called. The crazy bread's the original. That's what they make up for the it. crazy bread, not cheese bread. The crazy. That's the OG. I like to put that in the toaster oven when I get it. Oh yeah. I like to cook it just a little more and let that parmesan set in. And sometimes I'll even just throw more parm on it and then I serve it. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right, we're talking food. I'm getting hungry and it's in the morning. Why do I do this to myself? No, literally. On the other side, we keep it continue. Later on in the show, we got a pleasant surprise coming in. Talk a little bit about well, teenagers dealing with teenagers. She wrote a book about teens, and we'll get about we'll get into that. But that's a little later program, final hour of the program. Until then, chicanery, stupidity, and all that craziness. We're talking National Cheesesteak Day, food, which is what I like to talk about, and all that nutsiness right here on Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM One Four Five, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found! A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM One Four Five, Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous, wake up, show MTV, we worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio, this is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Was that already planned or did it work out that way or did you go get it after our conversation? No, no, he said that like 15 minutes ago. So that's been there. Yeah. That's so funny. Because that conversation we just had before we jumped on. No, when I saw so, it come up, I, I chuckled when I saw it, it. It's very funny. It's like you couldn't. That's good that that happens. I love radio for that reason. You got to get the eye of the tiger on the comeback, baby. Straight up. I like comebacks. woo You never know, man. Never know. Even when you're down 28-3, you can come back and win the Super Bowl. You never freaking know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> National Cheesesteak Day. I've got to figure out a way. I think I know how I'm going to do it, though. I think it's going to be an order out from Flanagan's is what I think. That's a great idea. You know what? So I've been trying to kind of trying to analyze what I'm going to do for dinner today because uh, something got rescheduled today, so I kind of threw out my plans. You know, I go shopping in the beginning of the week, and I go and I plan out what my meals are going to be for the week. 
already had my meals planned out. Obviously, it's my birthday this week, so I already skipped the meal that day. Well, you said this week, but it's actually like tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't want to say that, though. Well, I don't give a rat's ass. I'm telling everybody it's your birthday. When never, the hell do I ever hold back on somebody's birthday? I never pump my chest out for my birthday. Okay, I just, but I pump my chest out for everybody else's birthday. And what do you think? It's going to be different for you, Baldy? Fair enough. <laughs> it's your birthday tomorrow. <clears throat> so since that's happening, I know I'm already going out to dinner tomorrow because wifey and I already picked out a spot. Um, How cute. Well, she wanted to, she's been wanting to go, and I'm like, all right. Is bye. Addison joining? No, it's going to be a parent's night out. Addison-less. Yeah, Addison-less. And now that Friday has become a teacher planning day, it becomes even more fun. So there you go. Yes. So what was was my original point? I don't know. (laughs) The sidetracking at that point makes a lot of sense. Kudos to Jen on that one. Congratulations to Jen. Definitely, Mrs. Fernandez, you, you are doing the job well done because that man never gets sidetracked. And right there, just talking about the events of tomorrow evening, he is no Oh, way- I remembered. He remembers now. I remembered. I remembered. So I was thinking about going to Doral to get my Philly cheesesteak. Yes. I don't know if I'm going to do that because by the time that I get it back home to Wifey, it's going to be too soggy. Like, that's one of those places you have I'm to eat it within five minutes, yes, you know? I'm worried about that. But, soggy. but plan B was to go to Jersey Mike's mm. or Firehouse, one of those two locations. Mm. However, my friend, you just said something that hit it on the head. Bro, I live walking distance from Flanagan's. I'm definitely ordering curbside, and I'm gonna so get home and get I'm it in two minutes. Ready to go. I have like a seven or eight minute ride, but whatever. Like it's you go pick it up, and you dip. In fact, I'm putting my foot down right now. I'm sending the text. The fries might not even be soggy. Like you might get there in the, and get to eat crispy fries still. So I think that's what's gonna happen here. I think it's definitely gonna happen here. It's definitely in play here. Most definitely in play. But you gotta celebrate it. But now. Like, who really does a Philly cheesesteak the right way? Like, how do you know this place is known? This place is the bomb. Um, You just have to try it, to be honest. And everybody's going to have their own taste. Like, we can't ask the... The the, 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 the cheesesteak Nazi in Mario, because Mario's going to be like, unless it's Gino's Easter or Gino's, whatever it is, I don't you know, whatever. Whatever. Look at the hard time Why? he gave us about the Papadilla foldable pizza. Yeah, he did. And that wasn't as bad as he made it out to be. No, no, oh. he was right about that. That was bad. What was the one that I liked? There was one that was pretty good. It was a cheesesteak. I think it was a cheesesteak one, but that wasn't good. Remember, I had it the second day. The first day, I had the meatball and pepperoni one, whatever it was, which was, was a slice of pizza folded in half. <sighs> don't come at, don't at me, bro, because that's the truth. The Philly, I gave it to them. Remember, we gave, that was our summer shenanigans during quarantine and all that. And I told you I'm going to try the Philly cheesesteak. I tried the Philly cheesesteak. It was tasteless. So I'm, I'm checking on what is the best cheesesteaks in America. I didn't know that there was such a list. But obviously Philly's not the only place that does this. So there's places around the country that do dynamite jobs with, their, with their Philly cheesesteaks. But obviously, you know, you have D'Alessandro's in Philly and Donkey's Place in Camden, New Jersey. Gino's in Philadelphia. You hit that one, Frank. That place looks like it's fantastic. But a lot of the places are in Philadelphia on this list. The one place that's missing from this list, Frank, is Miami. Chicago's even represented with Monty's. I don't know if you ever go to Monty's. I have not gone in a while, but I have before. New York City has a... A place called Phil Steaks, which is very good. Chicago has a place called Philly's Best. But 
I just find places either in Philly or in Jersey. None in Miami. It's a problem. So for, for our, our shenanigans today, Frank, we're going to find the best cheesesteak in Miami. I don't know if they, they rated it this way. And apparently the place that Mario recommended to me is the place I need to go. Is that what, who says? A little bit of Philly, it's according to this list. It's the hmm. place, period. I think I'm going to have to go there too. So there's a place in Hollywood. Hollywood cheesesteaks and more. Yeah, Hollywood cheesesteaks and more. Um, and then you have Sonny's famous steak hoagies. Sonny's are very, very good. Which is also in Hollywood. Now, Yelp has a top 10 list here locally. And, of course, number one is a little bit of Philly. Two is Charlie's Feast. Which, remember, Charlie's is a place in the mall that Anthony was making fun of. In Miami, that's the number two Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, but that's too, like, like mainstream. Like, you have to go to one of these smaller places. That's why Subrageous I'm is three. Hollywood cheesesteak and more is four. You know, the list just goes on. I don't know how that works, but... Apparently, this place in Miami, in, in Miami Springs is, is the bomb. A little bit of Philly. So I'm going to check that out, Frank. I'm I mean, not... that's close to you. So if anything, that's the one that makes the most sense for you because you're, like, it's right there. Yeah, I'm going right? to I'm gonna have to pass on the Flanagan's move. Oh, you, you're, you're, I'm going to have to order from this place ahead of time and then just go pick it up. I'm gonna, I want to I I be in the moment. I'm, yeah, because he's thinking about his food. No, well, I'm not distracted because I don't know the name of that sub place in Doral. I just know where it is, and I'm zooming into Google Maps, the trusty Google Maps that tells you the name of every business possible, and I don't necessarily see a place that where it is, but I know where it is, but I just don't see the name of it, so it's hard for me to say. So that's going to kind of detour me away from there because since I have to get off the highway, and if I'm going to go to find disappointment, I'd rather already get my taste buds and excitement ready with another location. Understood. Apparently, there's a place called Spanky's. Spanky's. Mm. And Margate. That's a little interesting. Margate's far, though, Frank. By the time you get back to Miami with it, it'd be de decomposed. <laughs> it's far, bro. <laughs> Very far. All right, so it's going to be a little bit of Philly. I wish they were open. When they open when we close here, it is 9 o'clock in the morning, but... Um, they close at 7, Frank. It's going to be tough to get that in time. Why do they close at 7, though? Like, that's when the dinner rush is, uh, is hitting. Like, wouldn't you think? I wouldn't close a restaurant at 7 p.m. I would not close a restaurant. I don't own a restaurant, so God, I don't you're know. you freaking mind. If I serve food, I'm not, I, I, I've always marveled at places that close early like that. No, you are out of your mind. I'll tell you that much right now. Well, such is life. So, I mean, if they close, then it's going to have to be Flanagan's. Flanagan's does seem to be easier. Does seem to perhaps be easier. I'll, I'll call this place later. That that'd be good to go. But I was astonished that the that the Dominican didn't like cheesesteaks. Bro, how do you not like cheesesteak? I thought that was something that everyone likes. But what is a food that everyone likes? Is it is it pizza? Is pizza one of them? Pizza's the go-to thing that everyone necessarily goes to and is like, yeah, I want pizza. Like when okay, so like kids, right? Kids are the hardest people to please in the entire world, eating wise. Yes. So you go to a party, and what's the go-to thing to order? Pizza. We're ordering pizza. Like, even look, for Addison's birthday party, yeah, granted, she's one, or she turned one. And, like, we didn't have many kids there, but we had a handful of kids. We ordered Olive Garden, all the Italian pasta stuff and all that, meatballs, the works for the adults. 
And then we're like, but what do we do with the kids? Kids don't like this pasta. Kids don't like that dressing. Pizza. Get the pizza. Pizza's easy, bro. Especially with the kids, pizza's easy. And you got the pizza. I like pizza. I can always go to pizza. Pizza works well. Hamburgers. Who doesn't like hamburger? I guess people who don't like meat, right? Um, uh, the, the hamburger thing is interesting because it depends if some of you like meat or not. Uh, my wife likes chicken more than meat, but she does like a hamburger, but she has to be in the mood for a hamburger. Pancakes and waffles? Oh, my God, all day, every day. Who the heck doesn't like pancakes and waffles? I don't know, but you tripping. Donuts. Who doesn't like donuts? They're fattening, so if you're on a diet, you don't like donuts. People love donuts, man, because every time I pass through one of those Krispy Kremes and the sign outside is lit up and saying, oh... Um, hot off the grill or hot off the whatever oven. Bro, there's a line that goes around the building three times. You know that the Krispy Kreme doesn't do it for me. Really? Why not? But you have to do it there. So, like, if you do it, like, at Publix or something that they've been sitting in the box for three or four days or whatever, no. That doesn't work. But if you get them fresh and you eat them fresh, wow. I know what you're talking about, but it's not It's not a life-altering experience. For Listen, if I pass by Krispy Kreme and there's no line outside, I'll pull over real quick and get a donut or two and munch on it and it's a snack and keep on rolling along. I'm not waiting in a 10, 15-minute line for a couple donuts. It's not going to happen. That doesn't exist in my life. I mean, I guess you're right. Who the hell wants to stay in line for... That's a long time to be in line for donuts. Like all these people that were in line for hours for the Popeye's chicken sandwich or whatever. You guys are lunatics, bro. You guys must have nothing There's to do if you have an hour to wait oh. for a Popeye's chicken sandwich. There's a which line was not that good. Sorry to disappoint you if you thought it was that good. It was not that good. You didn't it, like it, huh? People come through. Oh, my God. It is the most amazing thing that has ever touched my lips. Shut up. It's just funny. It's like <laughs> you have to uh, you have to draw a line in the sand at some point. How long will you wait in line? Four cars. If there's more than four cars in front of me, I'm moving on. I do it with music, though. I'm serious. I do it with music. But hold on a minute. But you can't do it with music because if you do it with music, you have to sit there for a while already. So you've already committed time to it. So by that time, it's already you're you're in too deep already. Well, you but take if a you song, you think a song that's not a short song. You say, okay, this is the song, and if it's gonna take longer than the end of the song, I'm not doing it. But how do you determine that? I don't know by the length of the song. Okay, but you're sitting in line for a certain amount of time. Why are you gonna leave once the song ends? What if you're next? Well, you gotta determine more or less what's gonna take. I mean, that's why I think your method fails a little bit. I don't know, man. Isn't 15 minutes a good line in the sand? Like, if it's gonna take longer, than 15 no, that's minutes. That's too long, bro. You wouldn't wait 15 minutes for food? I'll get up, and I'll go into the place. You wouldn't wait 15 Fast minutes? Fast food? McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Checkers? No, I'm not waiting 15 minutes for food. You are crazy, bro. You're waiting way too long for worthless from, food. From order to drive off, 15 minutes is too long for you? Yes. It's fast food. I should be in and out within seven to eight minutes. 15 minutes is not a long time, Frank. 15 minutes is a long time. Now... I understand if you're thinking McDonald's, but, like, PDQ is fast food. Well, I haven't been there yet, so I don't know how long they take. And but there's places that it takes them a couple minutes to finish preparing your food just because the freshness of it. I mean, 15 minutes start to finish. I, I go to Chipotle in 15 minutes. I, I consider it Victoria. That's a different one because they're preparing your food as it goes on. A place like Wendy's and all that, that they already have all the patties made, it shouldn't take you more than eight minutes to leave that establishment. Chick-fil-A is a 15-minute job. Not even. Sure. No. Sure. 
It depends if there's a long line. If there's, there's eight, nine, a long no, line. if there's, bro, I used to order Chick Fil A for lunch every single day. If there's eight, nine cars in line, yes, you wait fifteen minutes. And remember, they have the people with the iPads going around, so you're good there because you already know that your order's being processed once you're the eighth car take, in line. It does take the ten minutes at least. At least. The only reason why it takes the ten minutes is because you're going through all the cars paying. That's the only reason why. But if you're not, if it's if you drive in through the car, the drive through a Chick Fil A, you have your food and you're out of there within five minutes. Oh my God! What Chick Fil A do you go to second drive? Doral, Forty First Street and 107th Avenue, the most busiest Chick Fil A there is in the world. That's oh, I'm sorry, Hialeah. <laughs> Forgot. Hialeah just opened. I don't know if they're the busiest or not. The one in Miami Gardens is crazy. And every Chick Fil A I've ever been to, the line is out the door. Like, are you kidding me? You're right, but again, the Chick Fil A is an anomaly because it's Chick Fil A. They have nine people in line taking your order, so you have to wait for the cars to pay. That's all you're waiting for. Plus, Chick Fil A, if you wait more than 15, 20 minutes, they offer you something for free. So the the the, the do they really they, they really, they really offered do. me? Oh my god, I've thing. walked away with meals for free. I sat in line one time for 35 minutes. During a lunchtime, it was one of those times that there were the, the certain amount of cars, but the line just wasn't moving, and it was because they had an issue with somebody. They offered everybody who had already ordered, they offered everybody to pay for their meal. I drove off with my meal. Free. Wow. They do that, huh? And if, you, if they mess up something on your order, they tell you bring it back, and then they give you credit for the next time you go. So they do take care of their customers. I don't mind waiting a little extra for Chick-fil-A, but Chick-fil-A, again, is an anomaly. If you send me to McDonald's, if you send me to Burger King, Wendy's, Checkers, all those fast food places, if I'm there for 15 minutes, I am throwing a temper tantrum. Well, I, I just, I don't judge what kind of place it is. That's just my, my it's, and it's actually, it's 14 minutes and 38 seconds is my line. If Too you long. go 14, 39, you're like, eh, but I, I'm okay. If, if I get that at a Chipotle, I won. Seven minutes too long. Damn, man, but you're always in a rush. I'm man. not always in a rush, bro. I just don't have time to wait. 15 minutes at a McDonald's for food that I'm going to poop away in about 35 seconds. McDonald's might be the anomaly in this. But then again, you've told me you don't really eat that stuff. So. Taco Bell's another one. If I don't have my food within six minutes, I'm out. Well, that's another place you've told me you don't necessarily eat. Never. Okay. So, like, we're talking examples of places you don't eat. Like, I'm just thinking, I, I keep saying Chipotle. I don't mean I don't mean to sound ta-ta here, but I eat good quality food. Okay. But Chipotle, from the moment you stand in line to the moment you get your food, is 15 minutes for sure. And the same thing holds true at Chick-fil-A. I mean, anything good is worth waiting for. I get it. But sometimes there is too much. I get it. I don't even think Chipotle is good. So I'm right there. I already scratched someone well, off the list. Well, Lime. Does Lime take you 15 minutes to order? Lime, I order ahead, drive there. By the time I get there, my food is done. Your cold food. Okay. No, it. not cold. It's done. Packed. Ready. Let's go. I went Tuesday. No, Sunday. I went Sunday. My mom came over. Order the food. No problem. I called. Oh, it'll be ready in 15, 20 minutes. Perfect. I showed up in 22 minutes. When I asked, they're like, your order's not ready yet. When the girl turned around, the girl was putting it in the bag. Got home, fresh. That took longer You're doing things. minutes, though. You're doing, no. You said I 15, ordered, 20 minutes? I hold didn't on. wait. Uh, no, uh, hold on a minute. Uh, but hold on a minute. I'm not sitting there waiting 15 minutes. I ordered ahead of finish. time. Start the finish. Start the finish. It doesn't matter. I ordered ahead of time. I'm not wasting my life for 15 minutes sitting there. For but you ordered. Time. From when you ordered. Plus, it's, you plus it's lime. It's not McDonald's. High quality food, Larry. I got you, but McDonald's, I, I don't eat McDonald's much either, so you're talking about a place I don't go to. That's trash. You're right. It's a place I don't necessarily go to unless I'm in the mood for fries. Then I survive the other stuff. So bad fries. Yeah, I don't eat that stuff. How do you think I lost 75 pounds? I stopped eating that. I got it. Bro. You don't like Chipotle, but I'll do a Chipotle. Nope. I can handle that place. I like my chicken from PDQ. PDQ? 
10, 12 minutes. And I don't do payway. For that, I go to Canton. No, I don't waste my time with Because Payway is supposed to be the knockoff of P.F. Chang's or the I don't waste the, the faster version of P.F. Chang's. I don't even, I'm not even a fan of P.F. Chang's because Chinese it's too commercial. I go to a Chinese restaurant for all that. Canton, baby. Period. Just go to a Chinese restaurant. Give me my fried rice. Thank you. I call my boy a sushi bombs. Yo, it was let super me get necessary. It. Yeah, I go, yeah. As, as much as he loves me, 15 minutes. So my line in the sand, 14 minutes, 38 seconds. But you see, that's different, though, because, again, the fine, the Chipotle, as much as I don't like Chipotle, they're preparing the food for you. They already have everything Start done. Finish. Like, you go to Gyroville. Gyroville is another place that's delicious. It's a fast food concept place, but they're preparing the food for you. I don't mind waiting the 10 to 15 minutes if, if they're notice, preparing it for me. McDonald's is not preparing my food for me. McDonald's, they wrap gosh, up seven burgers, they put so them in a wrapper, and they stick them under the heat lamp. But you don't eat McDonald's. Why are you bar arguing about standing in line to a place you don't go eat? I'm because I'm trying if to look out place, for you. I don't eat there either. What I'm telling you is that you wait too long in line. No, there. I don't. You said 15 minutes and you're looking at it like, oh my God, it's such a great time. Frank? No, it's too long for McDonald's. Frank, I don't eat McDonald's. If it's fast food, I don't eat it. If it's fast food, I want it fast. 15 okay. minutes is not fast. So you know why 15 minutes is not fast? Because at most jobs, you only get a 30-minute lunch. And if my wait is longer than what I have to eat, that means it's not fast. If I call the bakery downstairs, it takes 15 minutes. I don't go. It does not. I don't rock with those places, period, because I don't like to eat those places. But any place that's worth a damn, they have to prepare the food. If it's already prepared and you go pick it up, chances are you're not... It's not the best. I, we talked about Little Caesars in the first hour, but we know what we're getting into when we go pick up Little Caesars. It's been there. It's been there. It's pretty fresh. Pizza's almost the anomaly to this argument. But pretty much, if I am not getting food that's being prepared for me, I'm not interested in eating it. If it's been prepared already, mm, I have a tough time. But if I have to wait 15 minutes, 14 minutes and 38 seconds, Frank. You know why it's that specific time? I figured it's got to be the longest song imaginable, and I have to be able to listen to it while I wait. It's Bohemian Rhapsody on repeat. No. It's the long version of Rapper's Delight. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungo by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening... Slam Radio Series XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Series XM 145 Slam Radio. <laughs> oh my goodness. Having a great conversation back here on Good Morning Amigo, Series XM 145 Slam Radio. And, and we told you we're having in, in studio. I think I went dead here, Frank. Uh, we have in studio, Isa Peguero Friedman. Did I get that correct? Yes. Her message is interesting, and you know that we love, Frank, to empower our students, our young adults that are here at part of Slam Radio. When I say young adults, I refuse to call them kids, and I think they are identified as young adults around here for a reason, because I give them a sense of responsibility that's a little different than math and science class. Uh, but the truth is they are teenagers, they are figuring things out, and it's people like you that help them understand the value of certain things that... They're not going to get at home no matter how good their parents are. So welcome to the show. Hope, hopefully uh, you enjoy the platform to tell us a little bit about 
uh, what you've been doing, your mission, and, and why it's so important for our students here at SLAM and everywhere to hear your message. Absolutely. Thank you first, Larry, SLAM, for having me here. Um, it's very interesting that you say a couple of things about people not getting certain things at home. That's one of my biggest phrases and biggest points to make in my book. Um, my book is all about what you don't get taught in school and what you may not hear at home. It's stuff that you kind of, after you start to self-govern 18 plus, that you kind of figure it out for yourself, fall into routines and fall into patterns. So. Uh, my journey, just to take it back, started with me doing community service and community service for many, many years, and then saying, you know what, two years ago, um, I'm not doing enough. I wanna do much more, so I wanted to do legacy. So my legacy wasn't gonna be uh, one hour a month in the various states that I am participating with community service. Right. So I said, how can I sit with all these teens and um, have a conversation with them. It's literally impossible to clone myself so far. So I wrote a book, and then I wrote a parent book that complements the teen book. I saw that. Yeah, because, Larry, the conversation can't just be me fixing myself, but everybody else around me not speaking the same language and not looking and reflecting. So it's all about self-awareness. There's no way you can empower yourself. There's no way you can have self-confidence. There's no way that your anxieties are going to go away. There's no way that you're going to live your best, most fulfilled life or your purpose in life if you, A, don't know who you are. If you go around taking selfies, if you go around looking great, and you go around saying, I'm authentic, it's not enough. You gotta live those words. You gotta live those actions. I am I am moved immediately by like the very first couple of pages, and you have a, a section that says, Are you an imposter parent? Yes. <laughs> so Frank, you know how I get about los halade. Oh yeah. They like to be living in their fantasy land. You know how I love to say, what color is the sky? In your world, right. young lad, because people love to live elsewhere, everything away from reality, and, and I think that that's part of the problem. When you say being an imposter parent, I've been doing this parent thing for about 19 years now, and the one thing I try to do is I try to speak to my kids as adults, but I also try to show them that I may have imperfections and that I may be uh, not as good as they may think I am and show them how you learn from those mistakes and be better. Is that not being an imposter parent? I want you to give me an example of what might be an imposter parent. I got, I got the selfie thing. I, even I'll take selfies from here and there. I'm going to be self-conscious about my selfies now, Frank. I just want to make sure. <laughs> but truthfully, like, what divides or what makes a difference between a parent that's involved and engaged and someone who's an imposter parent? So... I started my parent book because the selfie things was, I was talking more about my team book, but my parent book with that for many reasons. First, because I like irony and I wanted the impact to get everybody's attention. But an imposter parent is all of us. Be, um, it's, it could be positive or negative. Even the best of parents have an imposter moment. So if you're going out in the world and you tell your child, hey, make sure you don't say this, you don't talk about our family, you don't do this, it's proper because you don't want to, right? Mm -hmm. But I want parents to know that for the child, it's confusing. We're sending two different messages to them. And they're building that awareness, okay, in public, I'm this person, and in private, I'm this person. So just being uh, more authentic, more, and more communicative with your child when you're saying, hey, you can't talk about that. Don't say that person's name. It's not good to say our family business in front of other people. Tell them why. 
show them how to be because we want to make sure that we do influence and teach our children um, not to air the dirty laundry, right? But we want them also to understand that it's not because we're, it's okay to lie, because you don't know how your child is going to filter that information. It's not okay to lie, and you're not lying. There's just different personas that we have to represent in our lives and in our world. So that's why imposter parent. Isa, there's a lot of accountability on the parenting side of this book. I noticed that you engage in some activities on a week-to-week -week basis yeah. that will help us as parents learn how to better engage and bridge the gap with our kids. Explain the mindset behind that, because you do break it down almost like in a classroom setting. It's interesting to yeah. see how it's a week by week. It's like a lesson by lesson. Yeah. But it seems like the accountability is a lot more on us than it is on them. I love that, but give me a little more, Actually, more into it. it's not. It's just formatted different. So I have a background in not only education, but obviously corporate business. So for the girls, I do have it structured for them in sections but based on their minds and their learning patterns and building without them knowing, they're just having fun, right? And for the parents, I, you know, parents are extremely busy. So I ask them only to ask, here are your seven sections. I break it down for them. So if you know the end result, you can work your way through it. Mm -hmm. So here, I just need you to ask and answer one question a day. That's it for seven weeks and make that commitment. See, parents need, adults need a little bit more structure than kids and kids need it to be more fun. But at the end of the day, the end result is the same. You're learning about yourself. You're amazing because you made it fun with some exercises and things that get the information out. With us, you got to straight up write in journals and being accountable for what's going on and, and recollecting, which a lot of times as parents, the mistake we make is we live in that moment, right? We forget that we said this Three days later, the kid remembers, yeah. the child remembers, the teen remembers, the young adult remembers mm -hmm. at whatever level your, your, your mm -hmm. child is at. Yeah. And we don't even think twice about what we may have said that may have hurt their feelings. We may not even said it on purpose or in a way to hurt their feelings, but they took it differently. And yes! Thank you, by the way. There's an accountability. <laughs> uh, that's our, yeah. our sound engineer. There's an accountability to all of that. Yeah. That puts the onus on us to be a, a good parent. But not only as being a good parent, it also makes you look at why you said that and how you were formed to say that and how your values were created for you to have that mindset to say that. Because we give what we have. We can't give what we don't have. So that's how we do the domino effect. So it, it does both books hold people accountable. I don't have the answers. I'm saying, here's how you find it. It's in yourself. My, my, my phrase to everybody is you have the secret recipe to yourself, to your happiness. You just have to find it. And we get so involved and so in our lives that we forget who we are and we never stop to say, hey, how, how did I get my favorite color black? How do I, does, how do I um, like to study more and how do I like to study less? What has happened to me in my life that I feel secure about myself or I feel insecure? What happened to me, and we know as parents, as people, as humans, doesn't matter the age, mm -hmm. that's what I'm asking everybody to ask. How did you become to be a person, a human that you are? Why do you speak the way you do? Why do you dress the way you do? Why do you represent the way you do? Why do you gravitate to the people the way you do? What is your career? What is it? Who are you? And then as parents, I want to take it to the next level because now we're responsible for other human lives. So what is it that your goal is to be a parent and are you executing that? So, um, so I'm a little, I'm known to get emotional about stuff. They make fun of me on the uh, show. I'll give you um, And I'm reading your week by week thing mm -hmm. and I'm moved because it does bring into, and it brings to the forefront a lot of the things as parents that we are challenged with. Um, 
And you know, when they get older, the problems just get bigger because they're yeah. older people. Like they're just little kids, little problems, big, big kids, kids, big, big problems. problems. <laughs> like it's just how it works. Um, but the one thing I can tell you as a parent that both of my kids have always appreciated is the level of honesty that I come forward with and in showing them the mistakes that I've made mm -hmm. and not being afraid of showing them that. Mm -hmm. And then turning around and go, look, this is how you want to do it better. Mm -hmm. um, Man, you capture a lot of that here. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. And, and Larry, you're I'm head of the game. I'm lost for words. And man. you're ahead of the game. Most parents want to be the perfect parent. I'm gonna be the first one to raise my hand and say I was one of those chapters is about me. I always wanted to be a superhero mom. I had to be a mom and a dad by choice, and I wanted to be the super parent all the time. And my son to this day, now 30 years old, says to me, Mom, you always made it look so good. I didn't know and I said that's exactly what my job was but was that the best way no because their life skills that by me making it look so good and so easy that maybe I missed out the opportunity on teaching my own kid so now 30 plus years later I understand that and can share that with others I uh four years ago took this job here and I think that part of the reason was so that I could learn to understand that age group uh, yep. 300 of them on a yearly basis wor worshiping me and me trying to figure out why the heck. And, and all along, I didn't realize that it was a perfect roadmap to raise my own kids because I could see infallibilities in them that they trusted to tell me that my own kids, probably because I was dad, they wouldn't tell me half the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and allowed me to attack certain areas as a parent that were amazing. And you have a, you and your teen is, the, is I think it's the final Section. section here and it says in the parent book the very first question you ask and it is unbelievable because I'll always look at both Anthony and Amanda mm -hmm. and bring out the qualities I wish I had that, mm -hmm. that I don't possess that they do mm -hmm. and you ask what's one quality you wish you were more like your teen and it's amazing as a parent to turn around and do the job of raising those kids 15 16 18 plus years and seeing that they're their own individual, no matter how much you might have influenced them for their favorite cereal, their favorite baseball team, their favorite whatever, that they had their own mind, their own way of seeing things and thinking of things. Mm -hmm. And that half the time, or most of the time, it's better than anything you ever did. Mm -hmm. um, the thing I learned the most from kids is that they teach me as much as I teach them. And, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at this, and what in the world motivated you to do this? Is it your own challenges as a parent? Uh, I, I'm like this is so in depth. I can't. It's very personal. Show. I gotta tell you. I gotta let you tell us more about how we can learn about this. How parents who are listening can learn more about this. Um, I'm just floored because you touch on everything that is. It's. I don't know what to say. I, I wasn't expecting to be so moved by it, but yeah. Thank you. It, it absolutely puts a lot of things in perspective. And goodness, we know that we have problems raising our teens sometimes, and our parents. You know, I know when I was a teen, I thought. You know, my mom and dad were a little bit of a pain in the ass, to be very honest with you. Mm -hmm. uh, but it turned out that they weren't so much that, that they were just looking out for my ass, which is a lot different. And now you it's your turn to be the pain. Yeah. Um, the question is, how do you do that without it hurting the tuchus, right? You want to be a pain somewhere else, or at least you want to be an influence. But tough and, love is love, Yeah. right? If you don't discipline your kid, it's discipline is love. But the focus in my journey is all about teen girls. I have, since six years old, had a pa I was going to be a juvenile court judge. I don't know how that came to be, but since six, I was at a mallet in my desk playing. Instead of playing with Barbies, that's what I was doing. That didn't happen, and I went into community service. And I've been working with teen girls and women, um, either homeless, coming out of prison, or just mentoring at high schools. Amazing. And that's not enough. 
at my age, and I've been blessed in my life. I've had my own challenges, I've had my own experience, but I've also had many blessings. And I feel if I've taken care of myself, my family, it's time if I have the bandwidth to take care of my community. And that's where my legacy comes in. And every single, from cover to cover, it's, it's me personally. It's having me sitting in front of you, talking to you. That's how I'm cloning myself. And showing you my favorite colors, my favorite flower, my favorite wallpaper, the butterfly on the teen book in white is so they can color themselves. The butterfly broken up into pieces on the parent cover is because they're building the butterfly, they're building the kid. It ha everything has meaning. Those questions in there are questions that I ask myself, questions that I ask myself as a teen, as a girl, um, questions that I ask my parents, questions like that question that you read in the parent book, that last question is what are the traits that you would like for your kid? My mother, her whole life, has always told me I want to be just like you, want to be just like you. I, I wish I could be more like you. And it was a lot of pressure. And at times there was a bit of, it felt like jealousy to me when I was younger because I didn't know what to do. I felt uncomfortable. I was like, oh my God, mom, like really? So that's, I poured myself into it. And I don't have answers. I'm a human just like everybody else. But I, I'm pouring everything of mine out. I think it's clear. It's pure. It may not fit everybody. It may make people swivel in their chairs because I'm not asking you to give me your top three goals. And I'm not asking you for the status quo. I'm asking you to have a deep conversation with yourself and be honest with yourself and look in the mirror and not see your makeup and go look in your eyes and look at your soul. Listen, I, I shared with you the first time I met you off air, Isa, that somewhere between 70 and 75% has been the number of young ladies as a part of Slam Radio. We are mostly women at Slam Radio. I say we, right, Frank? I mean, collectively, our, we, we channel our feminine side because we. we're so, our leaders have always been the women, the Wonderful. girls, the young ladies that are, that are the most responsible, the best students in our school. Um, but they have their stories. And what we're amazed at, you know, that's always a delicate thing. We stand back and we give them room to grow and we let them feel comfortable in the space that is Slam Radio. But that's a very unique relationship that I think is best. Like, I, I'm dad, right? So, like, our, our student station general manager, Daniel Perez, calls me dad and has called me dad for years. Mm -hmm. uh, she's not my daughter, but she might as well be. Like, I adore her and I love her. But that's a cute relationship to have. But at the end of the day, when you move a mountain with a young lady, it's usually another young lady who's either been through it or, or at least understands what it is about going through it. And you strike me as being that person. Yeah. What's the satisfaction or how do you feel when you see that you had a direct impact on someone? Not, maybe someone reads the book somewhere and you don't know they read it. I'm talking about maybe someone you've worked with in the past that you've seen the direct impact from it. You don't have to share the story, but share the impact that it had on you. I, it's like oxygen in my lungs. It, it feeds me more than anything else. Um, Beside the love, dedication, and compassion that I have for my family, I just love human beings. And it doesn't even have to be girls. It's all humans. Like, one of the things in this generation is there's a lot of titles going around. And I'm telling you, the only title I've ever had to have is my name, Isa. Okay? My, my, all my titles in my careers are for payroll. All my titles in life, I just want to be a good human, and I want us all to see each other as humans. Every time the impact that I want to see is that aha moment for everybody. Oh my God, I got it. Forget my name. Don't forget my message. That's what I tell everybody. It's, it makes me feel alive. So the day I die, I know that my legacy is that I've made a change in people's lives, which that's what really counts. 
parent book is The Power of Parenting for the Teen. It's a guided journal of self-discovery and self-leadership. What's for the for the teen? What is your favorite section? And oh why? my gosh. There, the whole entire book is my favorite section. Which, by the way, you teach, them, you teach them well how to journal because a lot of this is letting them understand how to kind of yeah. disseminate their feelings. And a lot of the teens have trouble yeah. talking. Like our, like the host of our student national daily show called The Youth is a girl by the name of Nicole Martinez, who in seventh grade was would cry when she had to come up and face the students to talk about or present something. She didn't want to do it. And today, obviously, she's a voice of a radio show, and I can't, I can't keep her quiet. Yeah. But it's funny, somewhere in between, they had to learn that confidence. She had to learn that confidence that she had that voice. Yeah. And I find it interesting that through journaling, as always, I used to love to write. Yeah. I was a writer myself. But a lot of times, they can let go of some of their emotions through that, and you teach and them. And I made it very unique, Larry, to say that people say, oh, I don't want to read a book. Well, you're not reading. It's a sentence. It's a question. So you're not reading a book. And then I don't like to write. Well, it's okay. I'm a big doodler. One of the ways I think and I go deep inside of me is that I take a pen and pencil and I just doodle hearts and unicorns and rainbows. So if you don't want to write, I put little sections there for you to doodle. So doodle, doodle your thoughts, draw. And I made it all black and white on the inside. Use your colors, use your pens, deep, deep, and you're gonna find something. And my book is for girls between ages of 13 to 18. So it depends where you are in your life and what you're doing in, with your life that you're going to relate to hopefully every section, but there's going to be one section that's going to be that hot spot for you that you're going to say, man, she got it. And then you're going to build from it and then go back to it. Keep this in your nightstand and keep reflecting back. And the last chapter, the last section of my book is you're writing a letter to yourself for five years from now. And meaning like this is your promise to yourself. This is your journey. This is not about me. I'm on mine. You find yours, find your purpose, keep up with your journey, and hold yourself accountable for it. What would you say to the parent that has the challenges of a teen girl between the ages of 13 and 18? Only the parent is a dad. I know that those My are infrequent. If you open the book, the first question is, and the teen thing, because I was a dad. So the first question there is, what is, what is, your, what is your dad? And then it says, my mom heart equals my dad. What is your relationship with your dad? Because every teen girl, whether you have a dad or you don't, or he's a good dad or a bad dad, has an experience and has impacted them no matter what. And so if your mom is your dad, it's there for you too, because this is real conversation. This is not about prettiness. This is, not about, this is about real. Like I say, we're not writing goals here. We're, bu we're building people. How, uh, how do you overcome teens that are not breaking down those barriers? Because, I mean, sometimes they make it difficult. Sometimes they don't want to talk to you. Like, sometimes you'll have a student there in class, and they say hello to you, yeah. and they're kind of nice to you, but they don't talk to you. I have a student. He was a former student. I'm like, cool. He sees me now. Hey, what's up? Well, he was in my class. He was very yeah. quiet. So dude, always got good grades, but, you know, he was to himself. a quiet guy. That people are like that. Sometimes you can't pull them out. Sometimes you can't do that. Hopefully. This, in their quiet space, is safe, and they can pull themselves out. I think it's important because they don't realize that the world... You know, They're not alone. Yeah, I mean, They're not alone anymore. A lot of people anymore. feel the same way, and then people have to try to overcome it. But some have had a difficult time, right? Look, when I went to Barnes & Nobles, and I live all over the world, I go to the Barnes & Nobles, I go to the Books and & Books, and I go into the teen section, and there's not a journal 
out there that is talking about their insights, their thoughts, their feelings. It's all about goals and saying all the right terms and the hashtags, but nobody's talking about their feelings. Now you go to the woman's section, you go to the adult section, and you have rows and rows of self-help, okay? So that's one of the reasons I've always concentrated on this, before they become adults. So from zero to five is where we form who we are. Mm -hmm. Then after that, you, you just go into the process of school, community, and family. So you kind of just, me, I was a product of my patterns of routines and families, and I would repeat what I knew. Mm -hmm. Having a voice is not repeating somebody else's message. Is finding your, your own, own message. Your own voice. Okay? And not everything has to be said. And you don't have to be aligned with everything and everyone. You have to have your own set of values and create your own world. So when I was out in L.A., I spent a lot of time out there. It was all about, and I'm telling you, rich and poor, uh, famous and not famous. Okay? And it was like, oh, I don't know where, uh, who I am and where I fit in. Well, I've never known that to be. Since I'm six years old, I've always been Isa. I've never had that problem. So it was foreign to me, and it was so, so upsetting to me. And the level of anxiety that these kids have is, is beyond. Like, they don't have real situations where they have to be anxious about just getting dressed to go to school. You know? It shouldn't rise to that level. They're challenged with some of the strangest things. To us, at least, it's strange. We look at them and go, oh, my goodness, because we're not in their mind. We're not thinking the way they we're are. We're not in their world. But some parents are because it's social media. Listen, when you wake up in the morning, if you're reaching over to your phone to see what's happening, even if you woke up happy and ready to take on your day, and you reached over to your phone and you went on social media and you saw everybody's perfect life and perfect day, then you walk into your bathroom, it just doesn't look as glamorous, and you don't feel as glamorous, and you don't have your glam team with you, you're gonna, unconsciously, you're gonna be like, okay, another day in my life. So don't reach for your phone, go live your life. Mm -hmm. That's understood, I think a lot of people, we could, you know, God, we, we've heard so many messages, I've heard Armando himself make the message about, you know, don't live your life on IG, like that's but just But it's not still happening. So everybody's saying the right things, but that's what I'm saying. Hold yourself accountable and do it. Life is not about words. It's about actions. It's about behaviors. You know? I can, what, what I do when I close the door to my room, that's who I really am. So if I'm quietly there looking through Instagram, even though I don't post anything because I'm too cool, I'm not liking anything because I'm too cool, but I'm somebody. looking at it, then you're, you're like a closet Instagrammer, right? You're mm -hmm. like looking at everything and checking everything out quietly, so you're still engaging. Absolutely. So there has to be some honest and some truth, and not to talk to you and me about it, talk to yourself. That's what it is. It's the deepest, most honest conversation you're going to have with yourself as a human, period. What's going on with speaking engagements? Are you... Are you having any of those? Have you thought of having any of those if you haven't? Because this is a pretty clear message. It's a pretty yeah. strong message. COVID permitting, the goal is in September, we're going to have a fall summit every year. I'm going to kick off here in my hometown, 305. There you go. You're and bring my no. people. My books are coming out in Spanish as well because my Latin people, my community is everything. And then every year my summit will be somewhere else um, throughout the United States that I've been asked to come and and, and participate. That's beautiful. Again, I am teen becoming, or becoming I am teen. I, it's very interesting how you have a, one for parent, one for the teen. Yeah. And the one for the teen, like I said, it seems to be so interactive. 
It is. It has to be fun. I don't want to say it dumbs it down, but it does make everything very fun. There's nothing dumb about it. Larry, it's deep. If they think they're going to finish this in a week, I don't think so. It could take a week just to answer one question if they're being honest with themselves. So, so I'm going to use the eight. She's almost 19. I'm afraid that she might be just a little too old, but I'm going to, I'm going to, because of COVID, I think the last year and a half has stunted her growth. I think I'm going to have her do this and I'll do it with her. Absolutely. I'm going to engage in this one with my daughter. Absolutely. I, I have some mothers doing the teen book. They're not, you're never too old, never too Mom's old to learn about yourself. Yes. That's, that's interesting. I had a great following of the, some of the most powerful, great girlfriends that I have here in South Florida. They came out on Sunday. We all went out to Coconut Grove, brought out their teens. The teens got the book. The parents got the book. And I'm telling you, they even started a book club where they're doing it all together, not only with their teen girls, but as a mom group and the teen group. That sounds excellent. Tell us a little bit. Do you have an IG? Do you have a website? Yeah. IG, I am teen official, website, imteen.com. We're there, and this is just the first of much more wonderful things to come. I'm looking forward to talking to you again. You're welcome on the show whenever you want. If you have a special message, you something, initiative of some sort, Mi Casa Tu Casa. Her name is Isa Peguero Friedman. Her book, I Am Teen, check it out. She's got one for parents. She's got one for the teens, and I think it's a must-do, especially young ladies 13 to 18, which is what it's directed towards. Plus. plus. <laughs> My daughter's a plus 18. <laughs> She's not 19 yet. She's going, don't make me out to be older. But I'm going to, her and I are going to do this. I'm going to play mom on this one. Perfect. And I'm going to do this. Thank you so much for coming Thank on you, Good Morning Amigo. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, Thank everybody. You. Thank, Thank you, Valio. You. Thank you. Thank you, Slam. All right. On the other side, we'll be back. We'll keep it continue. Final segment of the program. Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's not. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Final segment of the program here on Good Morning Amigo. That was an excellent interview with Isa Peguero Friedman. Fine, I like that. You know I like that. You hear Emmy and Sound, because she's got, she's got a little buzz going with some of our students, and I like that. Oh, the, 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 the I love fun. that. I love the buzz. I love what's going on. She's signing a couple of books here, and we'll, we're going to have her back on again real soon. I like her message, and I want to I wanna talk to her after I do a few weeks of this. I think that's what's going to make a lot of sense, but fantastic message, fantastic interview, and you can check it out later on on, uh, on iTunes. Mm-hmm. If you're, uh, but if you're hearing now, maybe you missed it before. You just go back on iTunes and get it a little later today. You know how I do that. Micaiah, how you doing? I'm doing good. Micaiah, I want to say how proud I am of you. You don't like when I put your business out there. I know you. But she's cringing, Frank. I see it. She's principal's honor roll, brother. She's principal's honor roll. I got to give, give her applause. She's not going to give herself applause. So give her applause. It's principal's honor roll. I've known that young lady since seventh grade now. We're not going to say that she was a bad student, but she wasn't a student, she wasn't a principal honor. The thing is, it's not, that's not an anomaly. You see her grades this year, Frank, and, and, and the first nine weeks she missed. I think she got it the first nine weeks. Second week she had a B. Like she's had maybe two Bs all year. 
So all this A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A That's why once in a while we give her a little go, get it done, get right. it finished because she she rocks it. I'm so proud of her. Thing is, she's doing such a great job with us here. Like she runs that board at the level of the Angels and the Briannas. She's got it down, man. She's got the timing on her outs down. She knows how to read me already. She's really, really good. Loading logs. I mean, like right now, like I had told her, I was like, I need you to load the log for the end of the day. I don't for two more years, bro. I, I didn't even have to tell her how to do it. Like I'm just kind of peeping to see what she's up to. And she's doing for, it right. Brother, I got her for two more years. Are you kidding me? That is so awesome. So whatever. I'm, I'm stoked about it. Congratulations to you, McCain. By the way, I can't shout her out and not shout out my son for doing principal's honor rolls. The straight A's. That guy's a G. Good job by you, Anthony Median. I'm sure Alba Giacome is also somewhere in there. Oh, you got all the straight A's again this year? Probably. Most likely. Perhaps. Yes? Abida. I think she's doing a project. Oh, no, there's nothing today, right? Chilling? No, no, no. They got a chilling day today. Abida, ¿tú no estás oyendo? ¿Qué es lo que está pasando aquí? She's not listening. Oh, well. Pretty cool day today. That interview was really cool, though. Like, I, I'm always kind of doing things back here, and I kind of turn it up a little bit so I can kind of, like, listen to what's going on. I cranked it up today. Everything she was telling me was, like, right on the spot. And now that I have a daughter, and I'm hashtag girl dad, um, I kind of, you know, I have to start listening, take notes here and there. And see oh, what's dude, going I, on. Got, I got one. I got proclaimed. You know, because like, I'm reading the chapters. I'm, I'm like, dude, this is crazy. And then I know she got your attention with something she said. <laughs> Which was the aha moment part. Yeah, I, I, I looked at you in your face because I call it I call it the old itch shame. Yeah, right, right. I call it different. Right. The, you know, the right way to say it is the aha moment. That's the right way to say it. But I, I of course, I have to Brooklyn it up. Of course. And I gotta call it something else. But whatever. It's the old itch shame moment. Yes. To go pig Latin on you. It's um, I love to see when the light switches on with them. Right. When the kids get it. Um, but it has to happen a lot at home. And I just, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, it's, it's, it's great to capture something like this in this form and to see that the kids will have a handbook. Not so much of a handbook, but they'll have something to go to, right, with the exercises and the things that they can do that are going to help them get through some of that tough stuff. Because let me tell you, we help them here, but we don't really have the answers. We understood them. We listened to them. We made them. We empowered them. But this... A guided journal of self-discovery and self-leadership. It breaks it down into doing different exercises that make you feel comfortable with yourself. Well, that make you ask the important and the tough questions to yourself. That mirror that I always talk about that they have to look into and, and, and talk to themselves in. So this is the part that I loved about the book. I'm not a reader. I am the furthest thing from a reader. I look videos and I, I, I learn I'm a, I'm a hands-on person, right? So you know me, whenever I go try to take notes or something, I have a hard time remembering things. So I actually write it down with a piece of paper and a pencil or I actually bought the Apple pencil or whatever so I can write it down. Because when you write things down, you remember them more. You don't, it doesn't give you the opportunity to tune it out and kind of just say, yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening. But at the end of the day, you're thinking about what you're going to do at 5 o'clock on a Saturday of course, afternoon. Of course. So the fact that it's kind of a handbook and it's a workbook and then it, it, both books kind of like intertwine within each other, I think that's where the message is really going to be delivered because your mind is busy at all times. 
the photo shoots are are, are, are yeah, yeah, I, I exceptional. Have to, I got to continue talking just because see you smiling, smiling or whatever. And I'm like, oh my god, look I at don't smile often, here. right? <laughs> I don't smile very often. I'm usually like an amigo, but usually stern faced and very. I'm sitting there. I just got a big old grin from ear to ear because they're just in there going. I love it. It's there fantastic. Yeah, I got I well in the show and like I got like I love for her to hear the way I end the show. Like, right? That's not a pretty cool way of ending the show. If you needed to do a couple minutes earlier, I don't even mind doing it. Uh, we can do it that way, that way, because I know she's on a schedule, so I don't know if she can hear the speaker on there. Yeah, she can hear it there. There we go. So I have a very unique way of ending my show each and every day. I've been on the radio, this is year sixteen. And I took to a song very early on. It's by Coldplay, it's called Clocks. So when the show's coming to the end. Can you guys hear the speakers out there? All right, so there we go. That's telling you that's the end. Like, we're coming to the end and the clocks are near. And I usually deliver some sort of message that's kind of funny, but it, there's something behind it. Many times it's not scripted. Um, and the kicker is that I like the saying that I'm off like a dirty shirt. <laughs> so that's an old thing that I've done. That's an old boomer thing that I say. So somehow I find a way to make that message happen and then to deliver the, the visual of me walking off without a shirt on, which a long time ago was a lot worse than it is now. I've dropped 75 pounds in three years, so a little bit better now than when I weighed 250. But it's the funny part of the exit, and we have fun with it. We have it timed. We do it like it's – sometimes he goes, how did you do that? It's like a freestyle rapper. That's what I do. But today's message is kind of simple, even though I didn't script it. It's about the relationship between a parent and a young lady in the ages from the ages of 13 to 18, which are probably six of the most important years of any woman's life. They come to a discovery of who they are and the power that they have. You've heard me say often, Frank, I was raised by women, not by any dude. And they are the most powerful beings in the world. They can run things by themselves while they cook, while they look at their Apple Watch, and at the same time help their one of their kids do homework who they can't see, but they're talking to them. I, I have seen the most amazing things. I know women who have four kids. They're all honor roll students while they go to school to get their degree. Women do things that men can only watch and marvel at. So who better to help one of these young ladies who may be going through a troubled time, a confidence problem, an issue with themselves? What teen doesn't? But when they have another woman there by their side to tell them, hey, it's going to be okay. I went through this. Let me explain to you why it's going to be okay. Believe in yourself. Ah, the message is delivered differently when that happens. I can sit here and pump my chest and tell you how great we do here at Slam Radio because we mentor young adults. Yeah, we do, but we don't have the answers. We let them be. We let them, we, we create a big playground and they can play and there's a sandbox on one side and there's a swing set on the other and they feel comfortable because in what is school, there's a playground and they can feel comfortable and be themselves. But when they get a gut, Got to get down to the nitty-gritty, Frank. They can't talk to you and I. They can't. Got to talk to another woman. They got to feel that bond. They got to feel that connection. Sometimes the teachers don't do it. Teachers are in grade book. Teachers are worried about their next lesson. They don't mean it. They've got their own families. They've got their own issues. It's got to be someone who gets it. It's got to be someone who might be on that mission, on that road, or someone along the way that just understands you, young lady. You're not alone. Issa Pagano-Friedman got that down. Like, that's her mission. That's what she's doing. So I can't do anything on this exit but dedicate it to her, her mission, her book, and understanding that as parents, we have so much to learn. Listen to what they got to say. 
especially the young ladies, because they got some stuff to say, and they are usually not heard. So I'm going to keep my shirt on today, Frank, because around the ladies, I like to keep it, you know, copacetic, straight up, the way it ought to be, the right way, presentable, respectful. I love it. See you guys tomorrow. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.